You're listening to The Leadership Pod, Episode 17, How to Have Difficult Conversations When You Don't Like Conflict. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Well, we're here again for another episode of the Leadership Pod and today I'm talking about a topic that I know many of you have avoided or fumbled through at one stage or another. What am I talking about here? I'm talking about having difficult conversations with people in the office when you don't like conflict. Do you remember those? Maybe you've had to give somebody negative feedback. Maybe you've had to tell somebody that they have bad body odor. Whatever the topic or situation, if you've had to have a difficult conversation with somebody and you didn't handle it well, then this episode is for you. I'm going to be talking about when do leaders need to have difficult conversations and five steps to help you have a difficult conversation. So the aim with that is to give you a bit of structure and a bit of strategy so the next time you face a difficult difficult conversation, you have a, a good structure to follow to get you through that difficult conversation. So let's waste no more time because I know that you're busy. Let's get started straight into the content. So in what situations do leaders need to have difficult conversations? Well, when I talk about difficult conversations, what does this bring up for you? What situations does it make you think about? I've mentioned a couple of scenarios already, like giving negative feedback or telling somebody that they have bad body odor, but there are a lot more examples that you might be able to relate to when it comes to difficult conversations. Uh, For example, telling a colleague, the outfit they wear to work is inappropriate, getting a team member to arrive at work on time when they're continually late, asking a difficult client to pay their invoice on time, giving feedback to your manager or boss, or telling somebody they're fired. These are all scenarios that will force you to have difficult conversations as a leader. And there are many other situations that I didn't mention in your professional life where you will need to have difficult conversations with people. The thing is, what's a difficult conversation for one person might not be a difficult conversation for another person. If you've already had experience telling somebody, for example, that they are fired, it's likely that this type of conversation isn't going to be as difficult as it is for somebody who's doing it for the very first time. There'll probably still be some element of difficulty to it naturally, but it won't be as difficult as if you're doing it for the first time. It all depends on your experience, on whether you've had difficult conversations in the past, who you're having the difficult conversation with, because that can be daunting as well, uh, your grasp of assertive communication techniques to get you through that difficult conversation, and your overall level of confidence. So difficult conversations may always be somewhat difficult. It's like saying no to other people, which I talked about in episode 10 of this podcast, saying no, how to say no. It will always be difficult. The thing is, you just get better at doing it with practice. 
okay? Difficult conversations work exactly the same way. They'll probably always make you feel bad. That's okay. You just have to move past that feeling, have the conversation, and with the techniques that I'm going to share with you in this episode, you will learn exactly how to do that. So let's get to how to have difficult conversations, and I'm going to share with you a sequence of five steps that you can use the next time you face a difficult conversation. And my hope is that it will get you through that difficult conversation. It will help you be confident about it, and it will help you communicate the exact message that you want to say or you need to say to that person. So the first step you need to do is to create a comfortable setting. Now, obviously, you don't want to have a difficult conversation in a noisy environment with a lot of people around, okay? It needs to be a private space where you have this conversation. You need to give the person you're talking to, you need to give them privacy around the issue because it could be a very sensitive topic. Uh, and they perhaps don't want everybody in the office to hear what you have to say to them, okay? So you absolutely need to find a comfortable setting and a private setting to have this conversation. So go to a private office or a meeting room uh, or your own office to have this conversation. So that's the first step, easy one. The second step is to make them feel safe in the conversation. So when you start the conversation, the first thing you absolutely need to do is to make them feel safe. A lot of people miss this step and they want to just start getting straight into the point and start getting straight into the message that they want to tell the other person, okay? But they're going to be coming to the room or coming to the meeting you have organized, they're going to be nervous. They're going to be wondering what this is all about. So you need to reassure them as to their value in the team or in the company, okay, before you have this difficult conversation. So some examples of what you can say here in order to do that, in order to make them feel safe. I'm going to share with you three examples of what you can say. The first is, I've been noticing you've been putting in a lot more work around the office. I really appreciate that. And then you go into your main message. The second example is, I saw that you helped out Jennifer last week. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. And then you go into your main message. The third example is, you, you're an important part of this team and my role is to help you advance and grow so you can continue to succeed in your career and then you go into the main part of your message, okay? So these are three options of how you can frame your sentences, of how you can structure your sentences to make the other person feel safe. But obviously, you need to find something that fits in with the situation and the conversation that you're about to have with that person, but you can use these three examples to get you started and to get you ideas of what you of how you can structure your sentence to make the other person feel safe before you get into the main part of the conversation. So the aim here to make somebody feel safe is to help them feel comfortable and let down their natural defense mechanism that they will have because they are nervous and they're entering into a conversation they don't know what it's about. They're wondering what it's about, okay? So they're gonna have a natural defense mechanism that is up. So you need to help them bring it down, relax, get comfortable in the conversation, okay? So that is step two, make them feel safe. 
Step three is to give them a choice. Now, what I mean here is to get them to opt in to what you're going to say. The idea behind this is when you give people a choice and when they say, yes, I want to hear what you have to say, they are more likely to be present in the conversation and to take what you have to say seriously. So an example of how you do this is, I asked you here to talk about your performance on the job. Are you open to hearing what I have to say? And then they'd answer yes or no. Another example is, as you know, we've had some changes in our team and what's required of you in your role has changed. Are you open to hearing how this impacts you? And then, of course, wait for, you know, the yes or no. A third example is, I've had some feedback from people in our team and there's an issue I need to talk to you about. Are you open to hearing what this issue is? So most people, when they're given that option to opt in, they will say yes, okay, because they'll be intrigued about, you know, what you have to say to them. What is this meeting about? What are, why are they there? And then once they say yes, then you can continue on to the next step, which is where you communicate your main message. But I know you're probably asking yourself, well, what if they say no? Of course, this can happen. In that case, you're dealing with a difficult person. Okay, and you have to be more assertive in your communication. So what I would do in this situation is I would still go on with my main message. I would say something like, well, it's my job as your boss to give you this information. So even though I know it's difficult for you, I have to say this to you anyway. And then I would continue with my message. So like I said, most people will be open to hearing what you have to say because they want to know what is this meeting about and how does it concern them. But you may come across a minority of people who are difficult. Uh, it may only just be one person in your entire career where you have difficult conversations and they say, no, they're not open to hearing what you have to say. But in that case, you need to be more assertive and you need to be pushy with your language and continue on with your message anyway. The fourth step I want to share with you is to communicate your message assertively. So assertive communication is incredibly important for difficult conversations. It really is the only style of communication that is going to get the message across clearly and confidently. So difficult conversations, they are difficult for a reason and it's going to cause you as a leader it's going to test your confidence, okay? So you need to use language and a style of communication that is going to help you uphold the level of confidence that you need in the office to maintain your reputation as a leader. So assertive communication, how does this help you? Well, it, help, it makes what you have to say clear and direct so there is no misunderstanding. So many people, especially when it comes to difficult messages or difficult conversations, many people want to communicate it in an indirect way, especially if they're worried about offending somebody or hurting somebody or even being challenged, having somebody disagree with them. So people take a long time to get to the point, okay? They'll go around the main issue instead of directly talking about it. And they hope that the other person is going to guess what they want to say so they don't have to say it. Does that sound familiar to you? So this is what many people do when they are coming up to or having difficult conversations. They become so indirect about it. But the problem this causes is that it confuses the other person and it draws out the suspense, 
making the situation even more difficult for them to deal with and for you to deal with as well. So it doesn't help anybody in the situation to try and make your message or your communication indirect. The best way to approach a difficult conversation is to be direct. You need to get straight to the main message. Now, that does not mean you have to be rude. Of course not. But you do need to say your main message directly and confidently. This is exactly what leaders do. So you've already in the situation, you've already softened the situation with steps one and two and steps three. Okay. So you've created a comfortable setting. You've made them feel safe and you've given them a choice to opt in to what you have to say. Okay. Steps one, two, and three are there to get that person comfortable. Okay, and now it is time to actually tell them what the news is. Now, how do you do this? Well, I'm going to share with you a couple of examples. The first one is in the situation you are giving somebody negative feedback. So you might say something like, I noticed that you've been submitting your reports late for the past few weeks. Is there a reason for that? So you get straight to the point. You tell them what the problem is. That problem is they've been submitting their reports late. It might seem abrupt, but... The thing is, you don't leave the other person wondering why they are there, okay? You get straight to the point. There's no suspense there and you don't drag it on. Now, if you notice, the sentence structure that I used is, I noticed that you've been, okay? That's this, the way that I said my sentence. Using Structuring your sentence in this way helps you come from a place of observation, but not from a place of attack. And the second part of my sentence is actually a question. And I ask, is there a reason for that? So this helps us to work out a possible solution with that person. It helps to work with them on a solution to fix the problem or to overcome the issue that they're having. Now, this kind of leads us into step five, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. Before we get to that, I want to share another example with you uh, as to how you can communicate your message assertively. So this example is telling somebody something hurtful. I mentioned earlier on in the episode about the issue of body odor, and I'm going to continue on with that. Now, the reason for that is because this is an example I use in the Leadership Communication Masterclass. It's an in-person workshop that I run here in Perth. And every time I do this activity with the uh, participants in the workshop, there is always, always somebody who says they have had to deal with this issue at work, okay? So it seems that body odor is quite a common issue that people have to deal with in the office. So I thought it would be useful to share uh, an example with you in this podcast episode, just in case it is something you've had to deal with or you will have to deal with in the future. So how do you communicate your message assertively in this situation? Well, of course, the issue of body odor, it's a very sensitive issue. You are going to be very nervous about talking to the other person about their body odor. And you're going to be worried about hurting them. You're going to be worried about offending them. Okay, so there's going to be a lot of emotions flying around here when you're approaching the issue and the difficult conversation of telling somebody they have bad body odor. Okay, this is an example of how I would approach it, how I would uh, communicate the message directly to the other person. 
I've been noticing that your body odor is quite strong in the office and it seems to be causing issues with other team members. I understand that you might feel very self-conscious about this issue, but because you're such an important and integral part of our team, I need to talk to you about this. So is there a reason for this Okay, so it is really, really difficult to talk to somebody about their body odor. Even I am having trouble doing it in this podcast episode when I'm not actually having this conversation with anybody. I'm just imagining it. Okay, it's really difficult to have this conversation. But as I said before, you need to communicate your message assertively and clearly and get straight to the point. So the body odor issue is something that many people would try to step around the point, you know, use a lot of indirect language uh, and try to just get the other person to guess what they want to say so they don't actually have to say it. But as I said before, when you do that, it causes confusion in the other person and it, it lengthens out, it stretches out the difficult conversation and it makes it even more difficult than what it has to be. So I know that it's very difficult to, to communicate that message assertively and directly and quickly to that person, but it really, really is the best way to deal with this situation. Just get it out there, it has to be said, so just say it, okay? And then then you can work on the next step, which is step five, brainstorming on possible solutions. Now, the idea on, on this, on brainstorming possible solutions with that person is that when you've communicated your assertive message, you don't wanna to spend too much time on that problem or that issue, okay? You wanna quickly move from that direct message that you've said to that person, you want to quickly shift the focus focus from there to a solution. Okay, there's no need to dwell on the problem. You've said the problem, you've directly and assertively communicated it, it's out there. Okay, let's move on, right? So you want to shift the focus as soon as you can to a solution. Now, the examples I've already shared with you will help you move on to a possible solution because they, they use a question such as, is there a reason for that, you know, to try and understand the solution before you find a fix to it. Here are some more examples of what you could say if you want to find and brainstorm with the other person a solution to the problem that they're having. Do you have any ideas on how we can overcome this issue? What do you think is the best way to deal with this issue? What are your ideas or suggestions on dealing with this? Okay, so you are getting them involved in finding a solution to the problem. I'm going to share with you a couple of examples uh, so you can see these sentences or hear these sentences in a bit of context. So the first example is if you're giving negative feedback to somebody, you might say something like, so from my understanding, you submit your reports late because most of your time is taken up with client meetings, which are scheduled that day. So you don't have time to finish the reports on time. You know your schedule better than anyone. Do you have any ideas on how we could work in time so the reports can be done on Friday? And this is an example if you are giving somebody offensive feedback, such as the body odor issue that we talked about before. You could say, because it's causing a problem in the team, we really need to find a solution to this. Do you have any ideas on how you could improve your body odor? Okay, 
So it's always a good idea for you to have a couple of solutions prepared before you go into the conversation, just in case that person doesn't have any ideas, okay? They might be so upset or they might be so surprised at what you're telling them that they can't think strategically about any possible solutions to their problem. So there are five steps to having a difficult conversation. Uh, and I shared with you a lot of examples of of sentence structures that you can use and what you can actually say to the other person. So the first step, I just want to go over the five steps before you finish up this podcast episode. So the first step was to create a comfortable setting. The second step was to make them feel safe. The third step was to give them a choice. The fourth step was to communicate your message assertively and don't drag it out. The fifth step is to brainstorm on possible solutions. And that's where you get them involved and you guys work together on a possible solution to their problem and help them overcome it. Because really, as a leader, that is your job. Your job is not to just tell people that they're doing things wrong and let them figure it out on their own. How, how to overcome it, okay? Your job as a leader is to help and guide people and help them grow and help them get over these problems and these barriers and these obstacles that they might face in their career. Now, the examples that I gave you in this podcast episode, yes, they are extreme, okay? But they do happen in the workplace. As I mentioned in the Leadership Communication Masterclass, I conduct every session, and I'm being honest here, every session, somebody mentions they have had to deal with bad body odor uh, or something along those lines, okay? Something very sensitive like that. If you can master extreme examples, then the less extreme examples will be much easier for you to handle. So that's why I am sharing some extreme examples with you in this podcast episode, because I know that if you can handle them, then the the ones that are less extreme will be much easier for you to handle. And they'll probably be a lot less daunting as well. At the end of the day, having difficult conversations is a skill that leaders need to master, absolutely. And you need to be ready to have it on the spot because it is not always something you can prepare for. So you need some skills and some ideas in your mind uh, if you are thrown into a difficult conversation unexpectedly, okay? You need to know how to handle it. The Biggest piece of advice I could give you finishing up on this episode is to definitely acquire skills in assertive communication. Now, I have talked about this in many of the other episodes that I've already recorded. It is a huge focus with my work because so many emerging leaders don't have this skill. Uh, They haven't needed to be assertive with the communication earlier on in their career, mostly because they were more junior and they weren't the ones who were giving the the direction, who were giving the orders, who were leading the team, okay? So they, they didn't necessarily need to be good at assertive communication. But you now, as a leader, it's something that you absolutely need to master and a skill that you need to have, okay? Now, you've learned some techniques in this podcast episode and in the other podcast episodes I have recorded. Uh, And there are also techniques on my YouTube channel. Remember, I have uh, a number of videos on my YouTube channel. Uh, That is a good way for you to fill in some more learning in between these podcast episodes. But you can absolutely fast track your learning and learn 
a bunch of assertive communication skills in my online course, the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. This is now a best-selling course on the Udemy platform. I am so proud about this and I have over 1,500 students in this course as I record this episode and it's growing every day. Uh, so, and the, the feedback I get from these students is wonderful. They have learned so many skills to really improve their communication in the workplace to help them overcome difficult situations and even to increase their level of self-awareness as well and help them understand more about their communication styles as well. So this course, it runs for three hours. There's lots of examples. There's lots of coaching worksheets to help you advance your skills. And there's also access to discussion with me via the messaging system on the Udemy platform. If you're interested in this course, I'll put a link in the show notes on my website, Executive Impressions. Uh, You can also contact me via LinkedIn, send me a direct message and ask about this course. Uh, And also you will find it on my website. So go to www.executive-impressions.com. That is my website. On there, you'll find the range of video courses that I have. So look for the Assertive Communication Skills Masterclass. Now, I do want to say that if you do intend to purchase this course, then please purchase it through the link that I give you. Otherwise, I lose about 50% of the revenue from your purchase. That's the way Udemy works. So if you do intend to purchase, then please get a link through me, either through my website or send me a direct message or email, and I will send you the link to the course. And it will be a discount link as well, so you don't have to pay the full price. Uh, Okay, well, that is all I have for you today for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you got a lot of tips and strategies and insights on how to have difficult conversations if you don't like conflict. So that is many of us. It's definitely me. And I found that these tips I shared with you have worked for me in difficult conversations I've had to have over the years. So if you want to learn more, then head over to my YouTube channel and get more advice on a range of topics around leadership in between these podcast episodes uh, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I share a lot of content on LinkedIn. I would be very happy to connect with you. Just let me know that you listen to this podcast. Until then, don't forget to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends on social media because remember, it could help them too. And have an amazing week. I will talk to you again very soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave your review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.